The Merry Bakers at Relevant Radio present Upon a midnight clear That glorious song Episode 22 <laughs> The Little Child The phantom spread its dark robe before him for a moment, like a wing, covering the scene before Scrooge's eyes. Withdrawing it, the phantom revealed a room by daylight, where a mother and her children were. She was expecting someone, and with anxious eagerness, for she walked up and down the room, started at every sound, looked out from the window, glanced at the clock, tried, but in vain, to work with her needle, and could hardly bear the voices of the children in their play. At length, the long-expected knock was heard. She hurried to the door and met her husband, a man whose face was careworn and depressed, though he was young. There was a remarkable expression in it now, a kind of serious delight of which he felt ashamed and which he struggled to repress. Come in, James. Come in. You were gone so long, I thought. But never mind. Come, sit down. Sit. Here, here's dinner. I've tried to keep it warm for you. Thank you, my love. Thank you. James, what news? I, I I, don't know how to say. Is it good or bad? Bad? We are quite ruined. No, there is hope yet, Caroline. If he relents, there is. Nothing is past hope if such a miracle has happened. He is past relenting. He is dead. Oh, James! Oh, James! I, I am thankful. I pray forgiveness for this. It is wrong of me to feel so... I know. What the half-drunken woman whom I told you of last night said to me when I tried to see him and obtain a week's delay, and what I thought was a mere excuse to avoid me turns out to have been quite true. He was not only very ill, but dying then. To whom will our debt be transferred? I don't know. But before that time we shall be ready with the money, and even though we were not, it will be a bad fortune indeed to find so merciless a creditor and his successor. We may sleep tonight with light hearts, Caroline. Yes. Soften it as they would, their hearts were lighter. The children's faces, hushed and clustered round to hear what they so little understood, were brighter. And it was a happier house for this man's death. The only emotion that the ghost could show him, caused by the event, was one of pleasure. Let me see some tenderness connected with a death, or that dark chamber spirit which we left just now will be forever present to me. Whither do you point? I shall follow, spirit. The ghost conducted him through several streets familiar to his feet, and as they went along, Scrooge looked here and there to find himself, but nowhere was he to be seen. They entered poor Bob Cratchit's house, the dwelling he had visited before, and found the mother and the children seated round the fire. Quiet. Very quiet. The noisy little Cratchits were as still as statues in one corner, and sat looking up at Peter, who had a book before him. The mother and her daughters were engaged in sewing, but surely they were very quiet. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. Where had Scrooge heard these words? He had not dreamed them. The boy must have read them out as he and the spirit crossed the threshold. Why did he not go on? The mother laid her work upon the table and put her hand up to her face. Mama, you're crying. The color hurts my eyes. They're better now again. It makes them weak by candlelight, and I wouldn't show weak eyes to your father when he comes home for the world. 
It must be near his time. Past it, rather. But I think he walked a little slower than he used these last few evenings, Mother. I have known him walk with Tiny Tim upon his shoulder very fast indeed. And so have I. Often. And so have and I. I. But he was very light to carry. And his father loved him so that it was no trouble. No trouble. Hello? Hello? Oh, tea is ready, is it? I can serve it, Papa. Thank you, Martha. Thank you. Here you are, Papa. I can take your coat. Thank you, Peter. Do sit down, my dear. Sit down. Thank you, my love. Oh, thank you. Ah, now. Is that the same sewing you started this morning, love? Why, you and the girls are the most industrious in the village, I dare say. You'll be done long before Sunday. Sunday? You went today then, Robert? Yes, my dear. I wish you could have gone. It would have done you good to see how green a place it is. But you'll see it often. I promised him that I would walk there on a Sunday. My little... Little child. My little child. My my little child. He broke down all at once. He couldn't help it. If he could have helped it, he and his child would have been farther apart perhaps than they were. He left the room and went upstairs into the room above, which was lighted cheerfully and hung with Christmas. There was a chair set close beside the child, and there were signs of someone having been there lately. Poor Bob sat down in it, and when he had thought a little and composed himself, he kissed the little face. My poor little Timothy. My poor, poor Timothy. I love you. I love you, Timothy. He was reconciled to what had happened, and went down again quite happy. They drew about the fire and talked, the girls and mother working still. Now, I have seen Fred, Scrooge's nephew, but once, hardly more, and yet when I saw him in the street this morning, he stopped me by and inquired after me, saying, You look a little down, you know, and what is it that has got you so? On which, for he is the pleasantest spoken gentleman you ever heard, I told him. I am heartily sorry for it, Mr. Cratchit, he said, and heartily sorry for your good wife. By the by, how he ever knew that, I don't know. Knew what, my dear? Why, that you were a good wife. Everybody knows that. Very well observed, my boy. I hope they do. Heartily sorry, he said, for your good wife. If I can be of service to you in any way, he said, giving me his card, that's where I live. Pray, come to me. Now, it wasn't for the sake of anything he might be able to do for us, so much as for his kind way, that this was quite delightful. It really seemed as if he had known our tiny Tim and felt with us. I'm sure he's a good soul. You would be sure of it, my dear, if you saw and spoke to him. I shouldn't be at all surprised, mark what I say, if he got Peter a better situation. And then Peter will be keeping company with someone and setting up for himself. Get along with you. It's just as likely as not, one of these days. Though there's plenty of time for that, my dear. But however and whenever we part from one another... I am sure we shall none of us forget poor Tiny Tim, shall we? Or this first parting that there was among us. Never, Never father. father. Never, Father. And I know, I know, my dears, that when we recollect how patient and how mild he was, although he was a little, little child, we shall not quarrel easily among ourselves and forget poor Tiny Tim in doing it. No, no. Never, Never, father. Father. Never, Father. I am very happy. I am very happy. Mrs. Cratchit kissed him, his daughters kissed him, 
The two young Cratchits kissed him, and Peter and himself shook hands. Spirit of Tiny Tim, thy childish essence was from God. Thank you, dear listener, for joining us as we listen to Mr. Charles Dickens read A Christmas Carol on the Christmas Eve right after it was published in 1843. Tune in tomorrow to hear Mr. Dickens read the next installment. We'll all be eagerly awaiting your return to the Royal Victoria Theatre. Have a blessed Advent and a happy Christmas, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Do you want to hear more stories that bring joy to your family? Go to themerrybeggars.com and click Donate. There's a link in the description to make it easy. Your donations make all our future shows possible. And if you're enjoying this show, help other families discover The Merry Beggars by leaving a review and sharing this podcast. It really helps. God bless, everyone. Come back tomorrow to TheMerryBeggars.com to hear episode 23 of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol was adapted for radio by Peter Atkinson and Buzz McLaughlin. The narrator was performed by Peter Atkinson. Charles Dickens was Zubin Painter Eddington. Ebenezer Scrooge was Scott Lynch Giddings. Bob Cratchit was Andrew Lachlan Cauley. Mrs. Cratchit was Sarah Simmons. Peter Cratchit was Braden Andrew Eaton. Martha Cratchit was Audrey Edwards. Belinda Cratchit was Jorianne Zavonic. Edward Cratchit was Ellis Torrance Myers. Caroline was Lydia Hanman. And James was performed by Elliot Brotherhood. Sound design by Teresa Ambot and Kevin Conroy. Sound engineering by Kevin Conroy. Casting and production was by Peter Atkinson and Michaela Elise Fox. Singing was provided by the Lincolnshire Relevant Radio staff, the Choir of St. Peter's in Volo, and the Merry Beggars Ensemble. The Merry Beggars is the entertainment division of Relevant Radio, bringing Christ to the world through the media.